Now, obviously, we don't bring animals and sacrifice them. If you thought we did, you're in the wrong place. If you were wondering when we got to that part of the service, we don't do it. But I wonder how you would feel, I wonder how I would feel, if somebody came with a message that said, you are in contempt. I suspect that we would go. No, we're not. No, we're not. We, we're good. We may not be perfect Christians, but we, we do all right. We do our best. We come on a Sunday, usually, unless we're ill, or, or unless, you know, there's something else happening that I need to be at. I attend every church meeting. I read my Bible with my devotion notes every... How, what do you mean I'm in contempt? I think we'd be offended. I know I would. I suspect that you would too. And so we come in our series where we're looking at spiritual gifts to prophets. Last week, we looked at apostles. And for those of you who weren't here, said, okay, so we don't... Apostle's not a term that we use regularly. Don't know if you've ever heard anyone being called an apostle other than the 12 apostles. And perhaps a few extras like Paul. And I talked about, actually, there's kind of two types of spiritual gift. There's the thing that God puts in us from birth, the way he's made us, that is a gift from God. And so some of us just can't help the way we do things, the way we see the world, because that's it's just something about who we are and whether we're Christian or not. Because God breathed life into all things. And so, for example, the apostle would be somebody in their everyday life who's always looking at something new, is a bit of an adventurer. And I can't help myself, for, and I said last week, if we were to go on holiday... I want to go somewhere new. I want to find a new place. I want to explore. There's something about apostles that like to do that. And, and, and it's with everything. In all walks of life. <coughs> it can be really frustrating to other people. Because other people just want them to sit still. Prophets. They're an interesting one. I'm going to argue the case that there are two types of prophet. So in... Ephesians, in the passage that we have uh, looked at repeatedly, the one we're kind of using as our guide for this series, it says, uh, he, uh, what find it? It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers. So there's those different gifts. But then we can look at some other verses. So for example... I flick to Romans, Romans 12, 3 to 8, pull the bookmark out and then it closes on me. That's not good, is it? Romans 12, 3 to 8 says, For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, 
So in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in the proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. And then 1 Corinthians also mentions a few of these. So 1 Corinthians 12 says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works, all of them, in all men. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge, by means of the same Spirit. To another faith by that same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between Spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one and the same Spirit, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. So in each of those lists, prophecy comes up. And I'm going to suggest that there are two types of prophecy. There is the sort of person who is born, that is instilled within them something about just knowing about the future. There's just something about it in, in all walks of life. So you could take, for example, um, I've forgotten his name. Who wrote 1984? George Orwell. George Orwell. Thank you very much. There we go. I also know you're awake by these little tests. George Orwell wrote 1984. He looked at the world around him, saw what was going on, and made some predictions about the future. Now, many people keep looking at that book and going, how accurate was that description. There was something about the way that he was, the way that he looked at the world, that he was able, not because of a miraculous God has given me a vision type thing, but just because of the way that he is made, the way that his mind worked, that he was able to predict a certain course of life for the future. And, and you can pick others who have done the same. I've been reading something recently and I couldn't find it. Again, oh, it's one of those moments where you read something and you think, that, that's really great. And then as you think about the sermon, you think, I need to find that thing that I read. And then I couldn't find it anywhere. But it was apparently, I, I, it might have been on the radio actually, which is why I couldn't find it. But there was something about Plato and what Plato had uh, written centuries ago that describes what happens with democracy um, and ending in tyranny. And it's a phenomenal piece of writing because you could read it and go, wow, that is what seems to be unfolding at the moment in the US. Now, presumably somebody picked it out now because they've gone, oh, look, they match. I don't think he was prophesying and saying in the United States of America on the, this day in 2017, this is what's going to happen. <coughs> but what he foresaw was if you take certain courses of actions through years and years and years, that eventually what will work out is what has happened. Which is amazing, because I wouldn't have thought that. If I'd say, given that we are a church, it's Baptist, and so we vote on things, and therefore we are a democracy of sorts, I would hope that by us all coming together and seeking the mind of Christ in our church meetings, 
that actually what happens is we're more unified. And yet, what is argued the other way is that actually it means that you become more insular. And we look towards our own needs and our own self, and you don't think about others, and therefore the walls go up and people are kept down. And you can see that on level with churches that only think about themselves. So a small group of people, and you can see it nationally. So there's the kind of prophecy that is just somehow inbuilt within you. And perhaps you're the sort of person in your work or your daily life that you think, if we make this decision, we're having a discussion at work, if we do this, I know that it's going to end up in disaster. Or, if we do this, I know it's going to be fantastic. If everyone gets on board, it's going to be great. But there's some things we need to do to ensure that everyone's on board. Because if we don't get everyone on board, I know this is what's going to happen. Some people don't see it. If they don't, it's not part of their makeup. It's not the, it's not the gift that God has instilled in them. They don't see that stuff. They go, oh, well, someone said we should do this. Okay, we'll do it. Because they don't think in that way. So I would argue that one gift of prophecy is that kind of forward thinking, being able to see and progress and go, okay, so if we, if we make these sets of decisions, then there's something that God has given me. One of my natural abilities to kind of make sense of it and go, well, actually this could happen. And I, and I need to let you know. Now sometimes that can come across to those of us that, that can't think in that way. We go, oh, here we go. They're putting a block in the way. They're going to stop us because they're given all the things that are going to go wrong. I don't think anyone wants to be the messenger that tells you what's going to go wrong. And especially when people don't listen, so you have to repeat it. And so at some point you end up possibly becoming quiet and not sharing your foresight. People leave communities because they can see and they go, well, nobody listens. And I can see it's getting worse, and therefore I can't, can't be part of this. God's given us those gifts to build up the body. And so we should be able to encourage people in those gifts to speak up, to speak out. Now within that, we of course need to discern whether what is being said is, okay, so it's good to be aware of, and therefore we need to put things in place to mitigate against them, because actually the direction we're going is, is right, this is where God wants us. But what we hear from you is there's some things that we need to do to make sure we do it in a godly way. And we don't just rush into something and miss out the important steps in between. Because there's a journey to go on. There's a second type of prophecy. That's the kind of more supernatural type of prophecy. The one where somebody somehow, and you go, I have no idea how you have this information comes out and says something that they don't even know how they know that information because it's just completely unconnected to anything they've ever thought before. They maybe have met somebody and gone, oh, I need to, I need to tell you this because... And they don't know anything about the person, don't know anything about the situation, and they, they share something that the person goes, how on earth did you know that? We've never met. How did you know? So, well, I just got the sense that I had to share this because I was listening to God. That's a different kind of prophecy. That's a... I think I'd like that occasionally. 
There'd be certain times and situations where I'd love to know what God is thinking and to be given something to say. I don't think it's the same as when, for example, somebody gives a scripture and says, oh, I was, I was praying, and you know you're concerned about what to do next with your life. You're thinking about jobs, you're thinking uh, maybe about study, you're thinking about whatever, and somebody has been praying and comes up and goes, I was thinking of that verse that says, I know the plans I have for you. And so they share that verse. I think that's different. That might be a word of encouragement. Word of prophecy is when it's just completely miraculous, able to say, you need to know this. Now the thing about both kinds of prophecy, and if you read through the prophets, it's often not an easy message. If you read the prophets, the things that the prophets in the Old Testament went through, the things that they experienced, they were fairly horrendous. I mean, some of the things that God got them to do to get their message across were pretty out there. But some of the experiences and the things that they suffered, because they were sharing a message that people didn't want to hear. No one wants to hear, do you know, things are in a bad way. And they're in a bad way because you've done this. And unless you change, things are continuing to get worse. And in fact, God will just turn his back on you because you've turned your back on God. But we need to hear the hard message. We need to hear and be open to hearing. Not if it's said in a way that is being hateful, but, but when someone shares in love. And I think that's a key point. All of the prophets that shared, they did it because they cared. Or at least that's how I understand it. A lot of them didn't want to, and they said, God, oh no, please don't make me share that message. And because they cared about God, they therefore cared about his people, and they fulfilled sections. You can think about Jonah, who ran as far as he could and went through all sorts of interesting times in the belly of a fish. And then, eventually, did take his message to Nineveh. It wasn't something he would have chosen to do. And so we as a church, we need to make space be able to hear from people, to hear from one another, that when God is saying, do you know what? You've done some things that aren't quite right. You've stopped caring for whatever it might be. You haven't given attention to in the right way. And this is the outcome. We need to be aware of that. Because if we don't listen to those people who are the prophets among us, then we will miss out. We will walk blindly into a future that is not of God. And I don't want that. I'm hoping you don't either. And so I think, I want to encourage you, if you are one of those people and you think, oh, that is the way I think. I often kind of go, oh yeah, I can see where this is going to lead. I want to hear from you as you pray about the church and I want to know what it is that you kind of see to be able to go, okay. Because I can tell you things that I see. I can tell you things 
about the church, about the people. I know if we don't equip and build up and encourage people into leadership roles, we won't have any leaders. I know that if we don't fix some of the things around the building, we're going to have a really big bill. We're going to have some anyway. I got to stand on the roof yesterday morning and see some of the things that need sorting out. It's going to be interesting. I can see some of that. I know that there's only so long that Sunday school leaders can do Sunday school and not come to church before they go, actually, why am I coming? I can see different people who are struggling because actually life is tough. And they perhaps walk in the doors of the church I don't feel able, for whatever reason, to share what's going on. I know people who don't come very often and that probably don't ever get a phone call in the between time. Yeah. They come back. Some of them, I'm not sure why. And I could predict that if we don't love them and care for them, that they wouldn't come back. But if we use our gift, and say, actually, do you know what? I, I don't really know them, but I can make a phone call. I could drop around a, a cake. I could show some love or compassion. We could build up the body. Then, then the church will grow spiritually, maybe numerically. We'll grow in strength as a body as we support and encourage one another. And as we look beyond ourselves to the world outside, to the neighbours in the houses around the church and beyond the people we see in the shops, we could make predictions. Some of us might be able to go, do you know what? Crossrail's coming. I know that it's going to bring change. I can see some of that change. Some people knew, some people knew a few years ago when they first heard that Crossrail was coming, that there was going to be an influx of apartments going up. Some people just didn't register. And now it's a bit of a shock. We're in a changing world, and some people are more aware of that than others, and that's okay. And we need to use those gifts to be able to go, look, I need to support you, because I can predict there's something about my makeup that can see into the future, not in a weirdly mysterious I've got an inner mind's eye that helps me see. But because of the way that God has made me. And there's people living in our community who will be worried that the world around them is changing and they don't have the safety of the church to come into. And yet we could provide some of that safety and support because that's their need. And yet there'll be new people who come because of the same crossrail who move into some of these new apartments. And they need to know Jesus too. But they've got a different need because they're going, I've moved to a new place, I don't know my way around. How do, I, where, how do you get a doctor? Where, where's a dentist? Is there a good hairdresser? Where's the best place to get a coffee? All sorts of different needs. And say, 
we need to be able to hear from those that have got that, that gift as to the way they're made so that we can, we can help one another to be prepared for the changes that are coming. And I think it's wonderful that God has given us those different gifts and abilities. And if you get that really supernatural one, then I'd love you to come pray with me because I'd love to experience a bit of like full-on supernatural type prophecy.